son and daughter of the soil. God Jordan and Lenora Jordan. We come to give God praise to lift up his holy name. Because he said in his word, if he be lifted up, we will draw souls unto him. So here we are to lift up his holy name. That soul to be saved. Oh! 
All right, so today it's a great day to be here once again. And the topic today would be Christ millennial reign must be on planet Earth and not in heaven. So all scriptures will be taken from the King James Version Bible. It's a continuation from what have been started. So I'm just continuing from where I had stopped off from last week right so we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the millennial reign of christ that is that future period when christ and his overcoming saints shall reign for one thousand years in the first instance must be upon planet earth now to confirm the Let's turn to Revelations chapter 2 from verse 26 to 29, followed by Revelation chapter 5 from verse 9 to 10, and Revelation chapter 20 from verse 1 to 4. So I'll read first Revelation chapter 2 from verse 26. To 29 and I will and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to him will I give power over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. He that had an heir, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. So now we'll turn to Revelation chapter 5, and we'll read from verse 9 to 10. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals there, for thou wast slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and the tongue and the people and the nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. And then I'm now turning to Revelation chapter 20 from verse 1 to 4. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old the serpent, which is the devil, and the Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the swords of them that were beheaded. For the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So, as I said earlier, we know 
beyond the shadow of a doubt that the millennial reign of Jesus, reign of Jesus Christ, that is, that future period when Christ and his overcoming saints shall reign for 1,000 years in the first instance must be upon planet Earth and not in heaven as is erroneously taught by our Seventh-day Adventist friends. Right? So, to prove my point, the following facts are now advanced for your spiritual edification. So, to be sure, brethren, there are several prophecies which describe a future time in Earth's history when Christ shall be king over all the Earth, with Jerusalem as the capital of this planet. So, these prophecies state, among other things, that during that thousand years reign, the world would experience the peace and prosperity that everyone longs for today, as Isaiah chapter 14, verse 3 and 7 states. So let's turn to Isaiah chapter 14, and I'll read verse 3 and 7. And it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou was made to serve. And verse 7, the whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. So at that time also, weapons of war shall be converted into agricultural equipment and nations shall not learn war anymore right so for confirmation one can read for themselves isaiah chapter 2 from verse 2 to 4 and mecca chapter 4 from verse 1 to 3. so during that millennial reign of christ from jerusalem as zechariah chapter 14 verse 4 16 and 17 states the righteous shall live for hundreds of years so much so that a person as old as a hundred years shall be considered a child so that can be confirmed in isaiah chapter 65 from verse 20. so what i will do i will read zechariah chapter 14 from verse 4 16 and 17. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof towards the east and towards the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove towards the north, and half of it towards the south. Verse 16, And it shall come to pass, that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. Verse 17, And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. 
And then I'll turn now to Isaiah chapter 65 and I'll read verse 20. There shall be no more fence an infant of days, nor an old man that had not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. So, friends, brethren, at that time, people shall build houses and shall live in them. They shall plant vineyards and shall eat the fruit thereof. They shall long enjoy the fruits of their labors, which can be confirmed in Isaiah chapter 65 from verse 21 to 22. And that is not all. Eh? For even all beasts then shall be herbivorous rather than carnivorous as some are today. That can be confirmed by reading Isaiah chapter 11 verse 7. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 25. So I'll read Isaiah chapter 65, verse 21 to 22, followed by Isaiah chapter 11, verse 7. And then I'll read Isaiah chapter 65, verse 25. So Isaiah chapter 65, from verse 21 to 22. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and my elect shall be long enjoy the work of their hands. So to confirm, even beasts shall be herbivorous rather than carnivorous. As some are today, let's read Isaiah chapter 11, verse 7, followed by Isaiah chapter 65, verse 25. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And Isaiah chapter 65, verse 25. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. So, in addition to what was mentioned prior, at that time also, Children would no longer have to view the beasts of the wild from the safety of their homes on television, nor visit the zoo for that matter. Never. For they would then be able to play with what today are deemed as the most ferocious beasts of the animal kingdom. So that can be confirmed by reading Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 6 to 10, which clearly indicates it. And... Remember also, too, that the prophecies are yet to be fulfilled and must be literally fulfilled if one trusts the prophecies of the Bible. So the Seventh-day Adventist teaching that when Christ returns to earth, 
he takes the righteous to heaven for a thousand years and at that time destroys all the remaining wicked inhabitants of the earth thereby leaving no one to be tempted by satan who shall then be free to roam the uninhabited desolated earth being restricted by god to planet earth a restriction which all seven day adventist adherents claim to be a figurative chain of circumstance by which satan is thus chained to this earth must be the conclusion of their revered prophetess and teacher whose visions did not emanate from the same source as that of the apostle john nor prophet isaiah nor zacharias for that matter so comparisons were done with scriptures so to compare turn to isaiah chapter 2 from verse 2 to 4 Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 6 to 11, Isaiah chapter 65 verse 20 and verse 25, Zechariah chapter 14 verse 16 to 19 with Revelation chapter 20 from verse 1 to 4. While the Seventh-day Adventist teaching is based upon Mrs. White's vision recorded on page 290 of her book titled the early writings so for those who don't have a physical copy of ellen mrs white um, books you can find it online right so advent friends the doctrine that the desolated earth is the bottomless pit must be wrong this can be easily proven by comparing your scriptures or your teachings with Jesus' teaching, which states that those who go to heaven shall never marry nor be given in marriage, neither can they die anymore. So this makes them like the angels in heaven. So for confirmation, read Luke chapter 20, verse 34 to 36. And then read Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 4, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6 to 10, Isaiah chapter 65, verse 19 to 25, Zechariah chapter 14, verse 16 to 19, and Revelation chapter 20, from verse 1 to 4. And then compare with the Seventh-day Adventist teaching under the heading, the earth desolated, right? And individuals, you all will get to see that what the Seventh-day Adventist is teaching must be rejected. So for extra biblical teachings, you can find it in the early writings of the Seventh-day Adventist book. Read from pages 289 to 291 now if you have any doubts concerning what was just said of mrs white's writings for yourselves just look at the last line of pages 131 and the first paragraph 
of page 132 of her Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, Paperback Edition, and read and understand for yourselves that the angel which gave Mrs. White her visions and the one that showed the Apostle John the things that are recorded in Revelation belongs to two belongs to different and opposing kingdoms. So for the angel that appeared to Mrs. White more than 150 years ago and showed her the Battle Creek meeting and also told her that some of the people who were there then would have been found for worms and some would have experienced the seven last plagues of Revelation while others would have been translated at the coming of Jesus Christ. Brethren, we all know that all those who were present at that conference and prophetess white died a long, long time ago. So my Seventh-day Adventist friends, who you believe and teach that Mrs. White is a God-ordained prophetess and teacher of the true church of God, please run the following doctrinal test for yourselves. So turn to the God-inspired testimony of Moses recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 18 from verse 21 to 22. Then turn to your testimonies for the church, that is the Adventist book, volume 1, page 131, the last line. Then turn to it and read the first few lines of pages 132. And be fully convinced, as I am, that Mrs. White was sincerely deceived. So, my dear Sabbath-keeping friends, relative to your desolated theory, please answer these questions. If Jesus takes out all the righteous when he comes and simultaneously desolates the earth, reading it, of all human life as page 290 of early writings states then who shall fulfill the yet to be fulfilled prophecies of isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 to 4 isaiah chapter 11 verse 6 to 9 or isaiah chapter 65 verse 19 to 25 also, my dear Seventh-day Adventist friends, if your teaching is correct, who shall fulfill the prophecy of Zechariah chapter 14, verse 16 to 19, which states that all nations which remain of those who came up against Jerusalem must go up to Jerusalem from year to year to keep the Feast of Tabernacles? Would it also be the resurrected dead that Mrs. White resurrects on page 293 of her early writings to fight against Christ and his saints? Now, please answer these questions for yourselves and see how ridiculous those teachings are and then do the sensible thing thereafter. So, brethren, please read Zechariah chapter 14, verse 16. 17 18 19 and observe that jehovah specifically states that everyone that is left of all the nations which came up against jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king 
the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. So please observe also that the punishment for not going up to Jerusalem then would not be fire from heaven, but would be drought, seven-day Adventist friends. So for Zechariah chapter 14, verse 17 and 18, is even more specific and states, if the family of Egypt go not up, meaning to Jerusalem, it shall have no rain. So based on what was said prior, therefore, your earth desolation theory must be flawed. So, Seventh-day Adventist friends, if your thousand years in heaven with simultaneous desolation of the earth theory be true, where would the nations be found? Over whom the overcoming saints, as Revelation chapter 2 verse 26 to 27, or Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, shall rule with a rod of iron, even breaking them into shivers, as the vessels of a potter are broken. Would it be the same resurrected dead that Mrs. White invoked on page 293 of her early writings to fight against Christ and his sins? So, to my Seventh-day Adventist friends, do not be confused by the errant teaching of the early writings in pages 290 to 293 where Mrs. White gives a version of the second coming of Christ. Do be reminded that the millennial or thousand years reign of Christ on planet Earth is God's divine plan for fulfilling his promise of giving the land of Palestine to Abraham's physical descendants. This promise is well documented in Genesis chapter 15 from verse 18 to 21. Genesis chapter 17, verse 7 to 14. Genesis chapter 26, verse 3. Genesis chapter 28, verse 4, 13, and 15. Also Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. Psalm 105, verse 8 to 11. Or First Chronicles chapter 16 verses 15 to 18. And for that said purpose, the millennial or thousand years reign of Christ on earth was foreshadowed by the seventh day Sabbath, which can be confirmed by reading Exodus chapter 31, verse 16 to 17, Leviticus chapter 23, verses 1 to 4, and by the seventh year Sabbath of the land, which is confirmed by reading Leviticus chapter 25, verses 1 to 6 in the Old Testament. So as I close, in the New Testament, read Colossians chapter 2 from verse 16 to 17. That is explicit that the Sabbath among other things, is a shadow of things to come. That is, those millennial realities that Christ shall fulfill when he returns. So brethren and Seventh-day Adventist friends, 
The seventh-day Sabbath sign, as Exodus chapter 31, verse 17 states, and the seventh-year Sabbath of the land, as Leviticus chapter 25, from verse 1 to 6 states, are God-ordained signs and shadows of the thousand years' rest, which the children of Israel in particular, and the people of planet Earth in general, shall enjoy during the glorious millennial reign of Christ on planet Earth. So, to support what I just said, the following text will be able to confirm such. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 10. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 3 and 7. Isaiah chapter 65, verses 18 to 25, Mecca chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, Amos chapter 9, verses 13 to 15, and Zechariah chapter 14, verses 16 to 21. So those are the scriptures, therefore, which are but a small sampling, right, pertaining to the millennial or thousand years reign of Christ, which must be upon planet Earth and not in heaven. So this is the end of my segment today. I will be live next week again. So please take time and read your Bibles. Remember, Jesus Christ is returning soon, so prepare yourselves for his return. Please be safe and enjoy the balance of your week.